0: I want to read from Exodus chapter 12, and we're going to read the first 13 verses, and I I want to just communicate a very simple thought today, but I hope that it is something that is imprinted on our spirit as we go into the new year. Uh, Exodus chapter 12 Starting at verse 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Everyone say the beginning. It's the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Everyone say a new year. A new year. Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house, his next door neighbor, take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep and from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night. Roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof, and you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague shall not be upon you. Everyone say, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. I want to talk to us today from this title, The Boundary of the Blood. The Boundary of the Blood. Would you lift your hands and your voice to the Lord and let's pray and let's ask the Lord to minister in this house today. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you for your people. And we thank you, God, for your word that is about to go forth. I ask, God, that you would anoint my mouth to speak only what you want me to say. Anoint our ears to hear your word and our hearts to receive it. We bind everything that would seek to hinder your word from accomplishing your will. We lose faith and revelation into this room that we would believe and understand your word today. And, God, I pray today that you would minister to your people, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Could we give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout of triumph? You can be seated. to launch into a new year. And uh, is anybody excited about a new year? Man, I tell you what, there's something about a new year, some excitement. There's uh, anticipation. There is the belief this year is going to be a better year. And, and uh, I, I believe that's a good goal to strive for, let every year be a better year than the year before. That signifies improvement. It signifies disciplines, it signifies goals, um, and it signifies optimism and faith. And um, we we have this excitement at the beginning of the year, and sometimes there's a weariness towards the end. But then the clock strikes midnight and it's January 1st and there's this newfound focus and energy. It just kind of seems to come with a new year. Uh, I don't know the reason for it other than it's just something associated with a new year. Uh, we find that in now the Jewish calendar is completely different than the calendar we go by. Uh, their new year is either in September or October of our calendar year. And uh, every year it can be different. I looked at it the other day to try to wrap my mind around. What time it is in our existence. And I don't know, I know the reason why no man knows the day or the hour Jesus is going to come back. Because there's so many different calendars now on in the world. We're like, which calendar is right? And then if you say, well, it's probably the Jewish calendar, which I would say that probably would be a, a right assumption. Their new year sometimes can be in September, early, or late September, or early October. So then, you're never going to know what year Jesus is going to come back, because if it's by the Jewish calendar, their new year could start, we don't know when, and I was just like, you know what, it's better to just do what we talked about last week, keep our eye on the sky, look for the signs of the times, and be ready when he comes, because one thing I do know, he is coming soon, and I believe it probably will be in my lifetime, and um, for if some weird reason, it's not, and he comes back after I'm already in the grave, I'll have lived my life ready to meet him one day, because one day I am going to meet him, because the dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Whatever day that is, I'm looking forward to that day. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And so uh, the new year, though, the Jews do something very, uh, very uh, fascinating, and and we do it too. Christians do it too. Whether our new year is in January or theirs is in September or October, uh, both groups commonly begin the new year with fasting and prayer. There's this time on the Jewish calendar called Yom Kippur and it's where they afflict themselves uh, and they abstain from earthly pleasures and they fast and they ask God to forgive them and to make them right and they move into the day of atonement and uh, all of these things and And uh, the church does that too. We go into a new year prayer and fasting and we go into a new year of with focus, and we go into a new year saying, I'm going to leave some things behind. I'm going to lay aside some weights and sins that so easily does beset me. This new year, is there's going to be a new me, and it's going to be a better me, and I'm going to be who God wants me to be, and all of this. But there is something connected to a new year that we find in uh, Exodus that, that we've read, and And the Lord tells Moses in uh, these instructions that we read through about the Passover. That this is the final plague that uh, God is going to execute judgment upon the land of Egypt. It's the final one. It's the death of the firstborn. And God is going to um, perform this plague upon the whole land of Egypt. Now you may say for a moment, well wait, Israel is living in the land of Egypt and God's pouring out His plague on the land of Egypt. Why would God pour out His plague on His own people? Well, actually the first three plagues that were poured out in Egypt also affected Israel. The first three plagues, but then after that God drew a line in the sand And kept Israel from the remaining seven plagues. And this final plague, the tenth plague, the death of the firstborn, is no different. God made a way for Israel to be preserved and kept from the impact and consequence of this plague. He tells Moses that this is going to be the beginning of months. This plague is going to bring an end to 400 plus years of slavery, bondage, oppression, depression. And it is going to usher in the beginning of months. It's going to bring about a new year. This plague is going to bring an end to one season and it's going to usher you into a new one. And he says, God tells Moses... Tell the congregation to take a lamb, a spotless lamb, one for each household, and take on a specific day you are to kill this lamb, and you are to take the blood of this spotless perfect lamb, one year old, a male, and you are to apply it to the doorposts of your home, the side posts. And the head, as you enter in, cover the doorway, the entranceway of your home with the blood of this lamb. And take the lamb and roast it with fire and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. And you are to eat this meal dressed and ready. You are to eat this meal uh, with your loins girded, your sandals on, your bags packed ready to go, staff in hand, and eat it in haste. This is the Lord's Passover. Because what God was about to do, he was about to bring Egypt down, and he was about to bring his people out. And so what he was pointing out was that my people need to be ready because what I'm about to do is a quick work. You see, what we need to understand today is that sometimes it seems like it takes God a long time. And the only reason why it seems like it takes God a long time to do something is because we were ready for Him to do it a lot longer than He was. God isn't going to do something until He's ready to do it. But when He does it, He does it quickly. He does it swiftly. He does it completely. And in one day, It can be an end of one season and the beginning of a new. And I'm here today to tell you that's what we're about to experience. December 31st, 2023 is the end of one season. And when the clock strikes midnight, New Life Church is entering into a new season. And God is going to do great works. God is going to do great things. And what you have seen in the past, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. What you've seen in the past cannot compare to what God is going to do. Because it's a new season. It is a new season. However, there was something Israel had to do in order to come out of the old season and into the new. If they did not do this... They would be destroyed in this plague. They had to take the blood of this lamb and apply it to their home. You you see, what we find in verse 23, uh, verse 21 is Moses is relaying this message to the Israelites. He says, draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. You shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. When we read this, we read in earlier on, it says the Lord will pass over. But then when Moses relays this message, he says when the Lord sees the blood on the doorposts, he will pass over and he will not allow the destroyer to enter into your home. You do a little research, a little study on this and we find, I'll explain it, as uh, as succinctly as I can, that God, uh, He decrees things, and what He decrees happens. And He is the Lord of the universe. He's the creator of the universe. And He has uh, beings that exercises His commands. There is an angel, if you will, of destruction. We'll call him an angel of destruction uh, and called the destroyer and so it's as if if you will, if you can imagine this on this night uh, perhaps you've you've also heard the death angel if you will but on this night it's as if God is bringing judgment upon Egypt the land of Egypt and his his target are the Egyptians but the the uh, The one thing that prevents judgment is the blood of a spotless lamb. And wherever the blood of that spotless lamb is not applied, judgment is going to hit that home. It could have been an Israelite home if they had not applied the blood. You see, it may not have been God's will for an Israelite to receive judgment. But if they did not obey the command to apply the blood, judgment would come, and so God is looking. The one thing that will hold back judgment, the one thing that will prevent the destroyer from entering. Do I see the blood? And so the decree has already been given. Judgment coming on the land of Egypt, and and so it's as if God is searching the land and searching every home, and He passes through the land of Egypt, and every home where the blood is not applied. He gives a command to the destroyer to execute his judgment upon that house. Well we find this uh, being, this character, the destroyer in the book of Revelation as well. Comes up from a pit and there is great destruction that fills the land and it's associated with plagues of locusts and great destruction and And so we see these uh, comparisons between the plagues of Egypt and the plagues in the book of Revelation. There's a common connection, and we see the similarities. And this same character that is in Exodus 12 is found in the book of Revelation, the destroyer. And he comes with plagues, famines, and destruction. And so uh, what is so significant about this, though? is that wherever the blood was applied, whatever home the blood was applied to, whatever doorpost the blood was applied to, Moses says that the Lord will not allow the destroyer to come into that home. Wherever the blood was applied, the destroyer was not allowed to enter in. And As I read that the other day, it brought a very confident, blessed assurance in my spirit. Because Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And every lamb that was slain in the Old Testament for a sacrifice was simply another foreshadowing of one who would come. Who would die on a cross and shed his innocent blood. He who knew no sin became sin for us to be the propitiation and to pay the penalty for our sin through his shed blood. And it was Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. He shed his blood for us. He was that perfect spotless sacrifice and his blood was shed willingly for us. But we find here that in Exodus 12 that that lamb would be sacrificed and its blood was, would be shed, but that was not enough. The blood had to be applied in order for judgment to be uh, held back. The same is with us today. Jesus shed his blood for us, but it still has to be applied to us. We find that, we, uh, that that the blood is applied through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Hebrews says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sins. Peter says that we are to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When you go down in the waters of baptism in Jesus' name... The blood that was shed on Calvary is applied to your life and the record of your sin is erased and you are uh, protected from judgment. Now when we we say, well I know that, I was baptized a long time ago. I understand that perhaps many of you know that today, but I want to remind you of something that is very powerful today. When you are baptized in Jesus' name and your sins are uh, remitted and forgiven, it's not just simply something where you are saved and now you're on your way to heaven, but you are also protected from destruction. It's not just, well, I'm going to get to heaven one day. No, you are protected in this life. You need to understand that our adversary, the devil, goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil, our adversary, is a thief who simply comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he's doing right now. Every day on this planet, the enemy is looking to destroy somebody He desires to destroy one more person. He desires to hold billions in captivity in the clutches of sin and addiction. And he would love nothing better than to take another child of God out. But I want to tell you today and remind you that wherever the blood is applied, the destroyer does not have access to your life. It's not just, well, one day I'm going to be okay. No, you can be okay today because the blood has been applied to your life. I want to remind you of something that is so powerful, that's so powerful about this, that As God is searching the land of Egypt and he's got his uh, instrument of judgment, the destroyer going with him and he sees a house, there is no blood on that house, you can have access to that house and the destroyer goes in and wreaks havoc in that home. But when God moves on to the next house and he sees the blood applied to that house, he looks at the destroyer and says, you do not have access to that home. You may have come into this place to kill and destroy and to steal, but that blood applied to that house is going to keep you out. And what you have been commissioned to do, you do not have permission to do in that house. That's the power of a godly man. That's the power of a godly woman. That's the power of a household that has been dedicated to God, where the father and the mother are leading their children in righteousness, where that household is living for God, and the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to that home. The devil may want to destroy you, but he does not have access to you because the blood of Jesus Christ says no. No. He cannot destroy you. He cannot kill you. He cannot defeat you. And I want to remind you, he cannot have your kids. I understand that some may have children that have walked away from God and they're adults. But I want to tell you, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And if you raise those kids in the house of God, there is something on them. There is something in them that the mercy of God will work in their life. I want to tell you something today. If your child is still living in your home and you're living for God and that blood has been applied to your house, I want to remind you that the enemy wants to destroy your children. But I want you to rest assured today he cannot destroy your children if you stay under the blood. I want to tell you today that maybe some of you have a spouse that is not living for God, but you are, and the blood has been applied to your life, and you're living in that home. I want to tell you today that there is still a covering over your home. You are the covering over your home, and your prayers are powerful. God, spare judgment over my husband. God, spare judgment over my wife. Cover my children. wherever the blood is applied, the destroyer is not allowed to touch. He's not allowed to touch it. So I want to ask, you you may ask the question, then why does it feel like like he is? It's not because he is, it's because he's telling you what he wants to do. Because if the destroyer is not allowed to touch you, he'll taunt. You find that principle all throughout the Bible. Read any Old Testament story. Read uh, the scripture. He goes. The, your adversary, the devil, goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Who he may devour. May. That's conditional. But he's roaring. Why? He's not devouring, but he's roaring. Because if the roar can scare you into his mouth... He'll destroy you. But if you will simply ignore the lies of the enemy and say, me and my house, the blood has been applied. And you may be taunting me and you may be telling me lies and you may be telling me all sorts of things that are striking fear into my heart. I want to remind you, devil, the blood has been applied to my life. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. It doesn't matter what it sounds like out there. It doesn't matter what you're telling me. The blood has been applied to my life. And there's a boundary line that has been set. You, you, you say, well, well I, I, I just feel this fear. That's because you're listening to the lies of the enemy. But if you'll tune your ear to the voice of God again, He'll tell you exactly what we sang about. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. My blood has been applied to your life. My spirit is in you, and I am with you. You, you, you may feel like uh, what, what you're going through or what you've been through is just changed you to the point you'll never be who you used to be or you'll never be who you think you can be or who God has called you to be. Those are lies of the enemy. I want to remind you that the Lord does a new thing. The Lord brought an end to one season of Israel. He brought them out of slavery and bondage and brought them into the promise. People that thought they would always be prisoners were no longer prisoners. People that thought they would always be in bondage were no longer in bondage. One day, one moment, the Lord did a quick work, a new work. And he brought an end to one season, and he brought them into a new season. And the difference, the marker, the separation was the blood was applied. So you today, many people in this place, the blood's been applied to your life. You've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Many have been living for God for a while now. But I want to remind you of one thing. That same blood that saved you all those years ago is the same blood that protects you today. It has not lost its power because the blood will never lose its power. The same blood that healed you a decade ago is the same blood that can heal you today. The same blood that delivered you all those years ago is the same blood that will keep you today. I know this is basic. I know that this is something, oh, we learned about this a long time ago. I want to remind you today, it is the fundamental things that, that that what got us into this church is the same thing that's going to keep us and the same thing that saved us is the same thing that's going to save all those people out there we're going to reach. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. It is the spirit of our God. And what I'm calling us to as we are bringing an end to one season and we're going into a new, I want to remind you of some things. That this blood that has been applied to your life, you need to put your faith back in it. Stop fearing what the enemy may do. And stop fearing about the things that have happened to you, and stop fearing about, well, I, I've been through these things, and so I don't think I'll ever be able to be who I hear the pastor telling me I can be. No, you need to come out of that self-condemnation and step into the liberty that is in the Spirit of God. You need to come out of those insecurities, and you need to walk in the newness of life, that The blood of Jesus Christ has set a boundary in your life where the enemy cannot destroy you, where the enemy cannot devour you. And and so understanding this, he may not be able to touch you, but he will taunt you. It is absolutely vital as we go into this new year that we hear the voice of God. God clearer than ever before, clearer than ever before, which means we've got to read our Bible more than ever before, and we've got to pray like never before. We've got to tune out every voice that would cause us to hear the taunt of the enemy over the promise of our Heavenly Father. And we've got to tune our ear to hear the promises of God over the lies of the enemy. Because when we hear the promises of God, we'll speak the promises of God. And we will see the promises of God because we believe the promises of God. But one other thing that was so powerful to me in this is that one day, one moment, the The Israelites, prisoners in Egypt, slaves in bondage, this final plague, they apply the blood to the doorpost and judgment falls upon Egypt. Israel's spared. And they go from one season to a new. But they also came out of their old season and into their new in abundance. They were were enslaved for 400 and some years. They were slaves. They were in bondage. They did not have much. And in one day, judgment falls upon Egypt. And you read the story, the Israelites go out of Egypt and the Bible says that they dispossessed the land. They, they, uh, they, They left with bounty and a Abundance. The Egyptians were giving them things. Just get out of here. The, 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 the Israelites plundered their enemy in one day. In their new season that they went into, they went from poverty to prosperous. I want to tell you that that's what I feel we're moving into as a people, as a church. We're moving from poverty to prosperity. We're moving From the beggarly elements of the world into the promises of God. Where we're not going to be limping in this new season. We're going to be walking and leaping and running and jumping. We're not going to be fearing in this new season. We're going to be full of faith in this new season, and we're not going to be just getting by, but I believe that there are some blessings that are coming from God Almighty where we are going to move into a season of plenty and abundance, and through that, we will go into the promises of God. We will step into promises that we never imagined. Your family is going to see things that you never saw coming. The Bible says that blessings shall overtake. I want to tell you today that that's what I feel, that's what I believe, that you who are staying faithful and refusing to give in to what's taking place in the world around you, you are staying faithful and your eyes are on Jesus. In this new season that we're moving into, one day you're going to wake up and there's going to be a blessing that just overtakes you. There's going to be a financial blessing. There's going to be a family blessing. Where that loved one says, I think I'm going to go to church with you today. And they never miss another Sunday. The one day you wake up and that family member says, I want to get baptized next Sunday. And, and they get baptized in Jesus' name and they never miss another service. Where that person that you gave up on, they come back to God. Where the, where in this new season, you who who. Deal with insecurity in your identity of who you are. God's going to open your eyes to a calling and an anointing. And you're going to see that the Lord is calling me to great things. Just like he called uh, a self or an insecure Moses at a burning bush. I believe in this new season that God is going to give some of you burning bush experiences where you are going to lead many people to Jesus. Don't doubt that. Don't doubt that. There are people in this room that the Lord is wanting to catch your attention. And he's going to put an anointing on you to do great things in these last days. Because we're not going to be in this old season anymore. I'm declaring to you, we are moving from an old season into a new. And in this year 2024... God is going to do great things in our midst. And God is going to do great things in your family. And God is going to give you blessings. And God is going to bless this church. And we're going to see more prodigals saved. And we're going to see new souls saved. And God is going to do great things in our midst. But how do we enter into this new season? We plead the blood. We plead the blood. The blood's already been applied. You don't have to reapply the blood. But you do need to plead it. When the taunt of the enemy, because he can't touch you, he says, I'm going to kill you. I plead the blood, you can't touch me. Because if you could, you would have done it already. Oh, I, I'm going I'm to inflict sickness onto you and you're never going to be whole again. No, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over that lie. I refuse to embrace something that Jesus died to heal me of. I I, I reject this. Uh, Your your family is never going to be saved. I reject that lie. I refuse to embrace that hopeless sentence. I plead the blood. It's already been applied to my life. But I'm going to tell the enemy. You, you can just shut your mouth now and you can look at that blood of Jesus that has been applied to my life and has been applied to my home, and we're not going to argue about it anymore. You say, well, I don't do that. What about the mind games? What, what about those mind games? What about those hopeless feelings? What about those things that you think of in the middle of the night? What, what, about, what about that situation you've been dealing with for a long time and you've just kind of embraced how it is? No, I plead the blood because it will never lose its power. There's a boundary line. And you see, well, I, I don't feel anything right now in this moment. You don't have to feel anything. If the blood's been applied, that's just the reality of who it is and what it is. Stay in the home. Stay in the home. That's what Moses told the people of Israel to do. Once you apply that blood, stay in the home. What is that? Once you apply the blood, stay in the church. Don't go anywhere and you stay in that safety that the church is. And the enemy may taunt you, but he can't touch you. But every time he comes to tell you another lie, you just point him back to the blood. And say, you're only talking to me because you know you can't touch me. And I'm going into a new season. I'm going into a new season. Like it or not, you've got to come out of 2023. There's no choice. Why don't we get that same mindset in the spiritual? Like it or not, I'm coming out of this old season. There's no choice. I'm going to be on fire for God. I'm going to be more faithful. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to be more committed. I am going to be that child of God. Why don't we stand in this house? I want to read one verse of scripture as we uh, prepare to uh, receive uh, communion. It's in Psalm 121. It is a, um, it's a powerful a passage that it's an emphatic statement that is encouraging. It's a it's called a song of ascent. A song of ascent. And in, in Psalm 121 it says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. That's the first clue. You need help? You look up, you don't look down. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Watch this. He will not suffer or allow thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day. Nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. What does that mean? If God's covering you, he's going to cover your going in and your going out. And he's going to do it forever. That means there's nothing you go through where the Lord isn't with you and he's not covering you. And it's time to put our faith back in the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of his spirit and his word. And make up in your mind, I'm going into a new season. In this new season, I'm going to be more faithful. And through my faithfulness, I'm going to be more blessed in every area of my life. And I'm going to see God do great things I'm going to do something for God. I'm going to do something for God. And I I want to see great things happen in my home, my family, my church, my city. Because you're protected and you have nothing to fear. Why don't we pray for a moment? Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord for a moment? We're going to prepare to receive um, communion. But why don't we just take a moment right where we are, receive this word into our spirit. Plead the blood even now over your family, over the mind, over your mind, over the mind of your children, over your loved ones, extended family, over this church. Father, I pray right now that this word that we have heard today would quicken in our spirit a remembrance and a faith of the power of the blood of Jesus, and that we would not be complacent in our faith that we would be walking in the Spirit, that we would not be carnal, but that we would be consecrated, but that we would not be fearful, but that we would be confident in who you are and who we are. We are your child, and the blood of Jesus covers us, and there is no destruction that can come into our life, not just our life, but our home. We rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. I rebuke destruction in Jesus' name. I rebuke fear in Jesus' name. And I do it because of the blood of Jesus. It's over my life. It's over my home. It's over my family. It's over these people. Every person that's been baptized in Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus is over their life. And now we plead the blood of Jesus. We're not arguing with the enemy. We're not listening to fear and insecurity and worry. We simply plead the blood. Let a confidence rise in our spirit today. We're covered, we're safe, we're preserved. We're blessed, we're kept, we're covered.